a cuppa and a good chinwag? The story has real-life stories to inspire and make you smile. Weekdays on Vision and on demand in the app. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. For lots of us, these are harder economic times. There's less in our pay packet to go around, less opportunity for us to be generous when we want to. Well, there's some new research just been released about how we as Aussies are engaging with charities and not-for-profits. Sophie Renton is McCrindle Managing Director and author of the latest report. Sophie, a special welcome back to 2020. Thanks for having me. It's a delight to be here. Sophie, in this latest report, uh, some key findings. Uh, What stands out to you? I think what stands out to me is the great encouragement that Australians, despite the challenging economic times, continue to remain generous. So we found that 80% of Australians are giving financially to charities or not-for-profits in some way. Uh, And almost three in four have actually given at least annually. And that has remained consistent over a number of years. So we haven't seen any real gradual declines or any steep declines since the pandemic and and the challenging times. So I find that incredibly encouraging that Australians continue to remain generous. And when we dug into this a little bit more and asked donors around uh, some of their sentiment, we actually found that 90% of donors feel a sense of responsibility to support charities or not-for-profits that are making a difference in the lives of others. And I think that's a great testament to the character of Australians uh, and their sentiment and attitude around giving. There is something special too about charities and not-for-profits. Australia has, uh, in some sense, over our history, had a love affair uh, with charities and not-for-profits because they've become very trusted organisations and uh, we've been able to engage with those charities. And a lot of the charities that we think of are Christian-founded charities. What are your thoughts here for the sort of trust that Aussies have had in you know, giving their hard-earned money Uh, for the use of charities, for the well-being of communities. Mm, Well, that's exactly it. It's it's Aussie's hard-earned money, and they're only choosing to contribute that to organisations that they trust. And that is actually even more important for our baby boomer generations, the sense of a charity's trustworthiness, their legacy, their reputation that's been built over time. And what we found is that when we asked Australians, I guess, to almost quantify their level of trust, which can be a little bit of a difficult thing to do, uh, we found that uh, 62% of charities scored at least a seven or seven or more out of 10 in terms of their trust for a not-for-profit. So just for context, um, only 31% of government and large corporations received the same. So Australians have traditionally had a high place of trust in Australian society and that continues to stay that way which is encouraging but also just means that our not-for-profit organisations need to continue to uh, be transparent with their reporting, need to be communicating their outcomes to maintain that place of trust in Australian society. And there are some very good regulations that do keep everybody in step and uh, give that opportunity for people to have trust in their charities. Hey, let's turn to how much people give to a charity and perhaps, you know, there are always going to be those who are the very especially gifted givers who give, 
huge quantities of money or even some corporates that will give uh, their own gifts and, uh, you know, beyond what any of us might think is a reasonable amount to various charities. If we're bringing this down to ordinary mums and dads, ordinary middle Australia, uh, how much do people give, Sophie? Mm, There's quite a range across how much people give, but what was quite encouraging is when we just grouped it in giving uh, less than $200 or at least $200 in the last year, that's pretty consistent across all of the generations around how much they've given. What is interesting, though, is that our baby boomers, who we know from the income of, of, um, sorry, the division of wealth and income across Australia, typically have a higher net worth than, than younger Australians coming through. They are using those funds that they have to invest and to give back into charitable organisations. So our older Australians are slightly more likely to be giving a higher dollar amount in the last year. But what I find encouraging for the next generation coming through is that they are still giving significant amounts, but they're more likely to give at least monthly. So they're giving frequently, but they're just giving to a a larger range of different organisations. And so I think sometimes we think about this next generation coming through and that they can be a little bit of the I generation and everything's about them. And there are some challenges there, but they're also a very socially conscious generation who are looking to make a difference. And they're engaging with charities, they're just engaging in a different way where they're less likely to be a long-term committed giver, but they're more likely to be giving where greatest need is and to multiple organisations. I imagine that people who come from a Christian faith foundation who might be financial supporters of their local church, they might have their own favourite Christian charities, but across the board, across all Aussies, are there particular causes that really do motivate Australians to be generous? What was seen in your research? Mm. So what's interesting is since 2016, uh, we've been running this study or or variations of this study, and we found that the top three have largely remained unchanged, have just changed order. And and those are the medical and cancer research, uh, followed by children's charities and animal welfare and wildlife support. The only year that we had a different in the top three was when we had disaster response in Australia as the top giving motivator, um, sorry, cause to support and that was in 2019 and 2020 when we had the summer bushfires. So typically it's a sense of um, vulnerability that motivates Aussies to action. So animals and children are those that, that aren't necessarily in a position to help themselves and those are the causes that Australians look to support. We do see some generational differences, though, in terms of our younger donors are more likely to be motivated to support domestic violence and mental health. Um, So there are possibly some shifts on the horizon with a different generation of donors coming through. I mentioned in the introduction, and it's something we talk about fairly frequently, the cost of living on the rise. How is that affecting donors? Uh, People who would ordinarily be generous, are they holding back? Uh, How do you describe what's happening with cost of living increases? Mm. So the cost of living is real. Um, There is challenge for many Australians. Um, But we found that for almost half of donors, they feel that the cost of living pressures have decreased their ability to give to charities in the past 12 months. Uh, So that's a decrease 
decrease their ability. And for 35%, it has decreased their willingness to be able to give. So they might be feeling the pressure or that tension a little bit more. Uh, Positively, however, there are a number who have, I guess, either remained the same, so over half uh, have remained the same. Um, if not, they've got more ability to give financially now compared to 12 months ago. And two-thirds are just as willing to be giving. So it's a little bit of a complex way of saying that for a number of Australians, the cost of living is a real challenge and is decreasing their ability to give. But there is still a large amount that is remaining the same. So for not-for-profits, I think it's really important to be sensitive to your donors right now and being, uh, I guess, empathetic in the ask and recognising that it is maybe a little bit more of a challenge on people's personal spending at the moment. Just coming back to something we mentioned earlier and your own personal perspective here, Sophie, when we talked about the trust that charities have, and uh, there no doubt will be charities that some of us might have supported and we're wondering whether or not we'll give this time around. Uh, for charities themselves, uh, to be able to present themselves and to build the trust with donors, that's going to be an important part of their ongoing success, isn't it, in being able to have those donors uh, complete uh, the opportunities to, to, to be able to provide the welfare services that charities do. It definitely is. When we explored in our research what are the biggest motivators uh, for people's decision to get involved with a charity or not-for-profit, knowing and trusting the charity is still the number one motivator, followed by the reputation of the organisation and the clear vision and mission of the campaign. So I think it's around how do you communicate clearly what you're doing and what the ask is for people to be involved and then how you're planning to be able to communicate the impact or the outcome. Because we also know that when people's personal values align, that's more of a motivator to give. And that's particularly for our younger generation of donors. They're really looking for uh, where did their personal values align with a charity or not-for-profit and those are the ones that they're choosing to invest into. And Sophie, is there a website that listeners can go to to actually access this report we're talking about today? Yes, they can go to mccrindle.com and download the free infographic. So for listeners to follow through and get a hold of that report and the infographic that goes along with it, mccrindle.com. Sophie Renton is a leading social researcher and managing director of McCrindle Research. Sophie, thanks so much for sharing these thoughts with us today on 2020. Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.